0: Welcome to D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So before we begin, I want to deliver some very important news. News that proves that God really exists um, and God is a lamb. God is a little (laughs) late, but God does exist. So the soundtrack to the 2001 cinematic masterpiece that was two... Artistic for mainstream audiences. Way basically. too ahead of its time. Yeah. Glitter is number one on iTunes. Amazing. So, hooray. So, Mariah Carey has an album out coming out this week called Caution. Caution. Mm-hmm. And so, the Lambs, to show their love for their Lamb Queen, they started a campaign to get Glitter to number one on iTunes and they did it. So, if you put your mind and your Apple Pay Wallet to something, <laughs> amazing things will happen.
1: Anything is possible. You put it out there into the universe and the universe gives back to you.
0: With a number one album from 17 years ago. So yes. Mimi tweeted about it and thanked her fans for bringing some justice for glitter. So that, it's, it's Mimi Miss in November. Yes. <laughs> and you know, you know Nicki Minaj is cursing this shit because the Barbs can't even get her current album to number one.
1: Well, to be fair, her current album doesn't have uh, Padma Lakshmi singing All My Life on it.
0: Yeah, which is, which speaking of, I hope this brings a sequel to Glitter because we need to know what happens to Padma's character. Silk, I think her name was? Yeah. Yeah, so we need to know what happens to Silk. So, happy days. The world finally has some taste. Okay, so let's start with a story that we covered on this here podcast we talked about the couple who was accused of stealing most of the money they raised through GoFundMe for a homeless man who gave them their last $20 to buy gas. Yeah,
1: It was horrible. It was like the most horrible ending to that story because the story well, started out so good. It did? Well, they raised money for a homeless man. Oh, okay. so That's always good. Yeah, that's good. So
0: Allison, you and I, we both kind of threw a side eye at the couple. Yeah. And we pretty much accuse them of being Chris Jenner's proteges. Like we accuse them of grifting. Yeah. So and we were probably right, which duh but now this story has taken a Netflix true crime series like twist. So to recap, let's I'm gonna recap real mm-hmm. quick. So Kate McClure and her boyfriend Mark Diamico? Sure. Diamico. DiAmico, DiAmico. These are names that are made for a Netflix. Dia scammer, Dia yeah. scammer. So they're both from New Jersey. They claim that in October of last year, they ran out of gas on the I-95 in Philadelphia. They met a 35-year-old homeless veteran named Johnny Bobbitt. No relation, I think. Although, wait, have we heard from the other John Bobbitt? Are we sure this isn't him?
1: Mm, We haven't heard from him, so... Check the dick. If they haven't been in the same place at the same time.
0: Yeah, check the dick, and if it makes you think of Frankenstein, then it's him. Have you seen that dick? (laughs) No, because I like to sleep at night. Good, good, good idea. So, anyway, back to the the story at hand. Johnny Bobbitt gave the couple his last twenty dollars so they could get gas. Mark and Katie were so moved by his co- kindness that they set up a GoFundMe for Johnny in November of 2017. So it raised four oh four hundred and two, um, four hundred and two thousand dollars. So much money through over 14,000 donations. So the story took a turn into Lohanville. When Johnny got lawyers and filed a civil suit this past August claiming that Mark and Katie took the money and spent it on a new BMW and vacations. So an investigation was launched and Mark and Katie's house was searched. They denied scamming Johnny and said that they were keeping the funds from him for his own good. They claim he blew $25,000 in less than two weeks on drugs and other shit, which I don't see the problem. Yeah,
1: exactly. Sorry. What's the issue here?
0: What's the issue? So Johnny was living in a camper on their property, but they kicked him out. So here comes the twist. Um, If you've got a pair of pearls on, take them off because you're going to clutch them so hard they'll turn to dust. So it turns out that Johnny might have been in on the whole thing with the couple.
1: I can't believe it? Yes.
0: I'm I'm so pissed I didn't see that one coming. Anyways, NBC 10 in Philadelphia says that Johnny was arrested and Katie and Mark have already turned themselves in. Investigators believe all three were in cahoots <laughs> and made up the gas station story so people would feel sorry for Johnny and donate their hard-earned cash. Investigators say that the three kept GoFundMe donors from information that would affect their judgment about solicited contribution to that fundraising effort. So prosecutors said in a com- press conference that only one hour after their GoFundMe went live, dumbass Katie told a friend in a text that Johnny is really homeless, but they made up the story about him giving her gas money because they wanted people to feel sorry for him. Okay. They also apparently met a month before the scam near a casino. So all three are facing criminal charges of conspiracy and theft by deception, which is a great something great to be charged with theft by deception. It sounds really dramatic. Yeah, it sounds like a
1: lifetime movie. Yeah. That's I'd what yeah, it.
0: that's what this lifetime movie is gonna be called, theft by deception.
1: Yeah. Um Johnny and the whole crew are definitely smarter than Lindsay Lohan, though, because at least they met up a month before to discuss it. I feel like Lindsay Lohan wouldn't have put that much thought into it. She would have done it like five minutes before.
0: No, and she would have she would have screwed it up somehow. She would have hashtagged it like scam. Or she, she would have up. Yeah. She
1: would have written in the GoFundMe page like, hey, guys, please help out my friend that I just met that it's actually homeless, but actually didn't give me this money. Oh, shit, what have I done?
0: <laughs> but while you're giving them props, I think they should also be charged for being dumb. Oh yeah, Angelica Houston and the grifters would never. So it sounds like what happened is the couple got greedy Mm -hmm. and tried to grift a grifter. So if they just stuck to the plan, they might not have gotten caught. But if you're going to get greedy, like at least be smart and like plant drugs on the homeless guy. And then call an anonymous tip into the cops.
1: Yeah, you definitely have to think ahead. But also, you know what bothers me about all of this is how... How far we've come as a society. Like to me when I think about grifting and like a get rich quick scheme, I just think about like whatever happened to marrying an old, rich, ninety-eight year old guy. Like at least there's some dignity in that kind of Or
0: pyramid schemes. Did you ever do that thing like where you would get something in the mail and it's like, send a dollar? to these five people. Oh my god, yes. And then you'll end up on a list and you'll yeah. get that dollar. I yeah. never fell for it, but I was always like uh maybe oh it, my- it, yeah, I was stupid enough to think like it was it made sense.
1: Yeah, so apparently somebody did the math on that and apparently like that can only that pyramid can only have something like six levels to it because then otherwise you've like tapped out the entire population of the earth. Yeah. See, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. No, no, I didn't do. I didn't get the money one when I was a kid. I got one where it was like uh, for underwear, where like youth, yeah. As so, a kid, yeah. Did I, Roman Polanski run this? Maybe. I mean, the letter came from Poland? Europe somewhere. Yeah, on a on no address in Europe. No, it was like maybe I think it was probably about maybe thirteen or fourteen, and I got a letter from my friend, and it was like, okay, everybody's going to send a pair of underwear. It was to, from your friend. <laughs> Is your friend Roman Polanski? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my friend is this like 58-year-old guy named (laughs) Dwayne. No, it it was like, it was legitimate. But I remember thinking like, I couldn't, I didn't live anywhere near a mall, right? Like I lived in the country. So I was like, for me to participate in this thing, I'm going to have to find a ride to the mall, go to the mall, buy a pair of underwear, send it to somebody, send it to my friend where it's like, why am I sending my friend underwear? And then I kind of was like praying that it didn't work because I was like, I really don't want to get a bunch of underwear in the mail because... My parents are gonna think I'm a freak.
0: Wait, so what kind of underwear were you we supposed to buy? Like your size, or I don't get this.
1: It was called. Is in- this a Canadian thing? No, I think it's it's a weirdo thing to be honest. No, it's not Canadian. It was like exactly the money thing. Except I think it was called like I remember they kept referring to the. It under- was
0: some dirty old man was running this and trying to get panties. Well, I was from say children underwear. Need- underwear we're to- always. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you need to find. Go and look for this. You know, letter and go to the
1: police. Well, the letter definitely too. And they never called it underwear. It was always referred to as panties. So that Ugh. should, yeah, it's pretty gross. I'm really glad I didn't participate in it.
0: I'm really glad you didn't either. That's like, yeah, that's like an after school special. Really? It one. really is. But, anyways, now, well, now I'm never, yeah, now I'm never going to trust, a go- I never really trusted GoFundMe, anyways. And now I'm really never going to trust a GoFundMe. Like, how can I ever learn to trust again?
1: I know you'd be better off trusting that panty letter, to be honest.
0: Oh God, don't say panty.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, like it's everybody super just gross.
0: hit everybody just hit stop and they threw their phone out the out the window and they're barfing
1: into the closest trash can. But
0: like the person I'm most disappointed in is myself, and I'm also disappointed in you because we didn't see this coming. We we should have. Yeah, we should have. How do we not know that the homeless guy was in on it? Duh.
1: Yeah, it was right there in front of our faces the whole time. So moving on to people getting pissed off at a GoFundMe scam to people getting pissed off at somebody running their mouth on Twitter. Um, so on Monday, uh, comic book legend Stanley died at the age of 95, which we all I'm sure know about by now. Yeah. I don't know anyone who doesn't, hadn't heard that Stan Lee had died. If this is your first time hearing it, I'm sorry to tell you, but Stan Lee's dead. So because there has been like a billion Marvel movies and Stan Lee made cameos in all of them, there are bound to be a lot of actors and actresses that chose to memorialize Stan on social media and mostly with pictures of themselves and Stan Lee on set, right? Which that's pretty common. Yeah. Well, Army Hammer, extremely hot Army Hammer, but also extremely. Oh my God.
0: Speak for yourself, girl.
1: Well I mean he's hot. I wouldn't put the extremely. I would. But again, that's saying more about me than people need to know. <laughs> so uh, Army Hammer worked on a project with Stanley, um, twenty twelve's Stanley's Mighty Seven, which is like an animated series movie when, kind did of. Did anybody thing. watch that? No, I don't think it got really released. It might have been released in Canada. Everything gets released up here. So Army has worked with Stanley, but Army is obviously way better than all everyone else that posted selfies of Stan Lee, you know, RIP selfies. So instead of doing that, Army tweeted the following, so touched by all the celebrities posting pictures of themselves with Stan Lee. No better way to commemorate an absolute legend than putting up a picture of yourself, which is just beyond smug. Well, imagine having so much
0: time (laughs) on your hands to bitch (laughs) about something so stupid. And I say that as someone who makes a living from
1: bitching about stupid shit i mean like, doesn't he have anything else to do i know he's got like two kids a wife he's extremely hot you'd think that he would have better things to do with his time during the day but no apparently he does not because a bunch of people started calling out army on twitter for being like that guy you know and army kept at it and at one point he responded to somebody and he said if stan impacted your life i.e., all of our lives, with his work. Post his work that touched you the most. Posting a selfie makes his death about you and how cool you felt taking a picture with him. Which, again, that's a matter of opinion. Um, so again, people keep, you know, coming for Army Hammer being like, God, you're being such a dick. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan, actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan, took a swipe at Army on Twitter saying, Looks like you found a way to use others' way of mourning and their memories to draw some attention to yourself. Yeah, you sound like exactly. a real asshat, which I haven't heard anyone use the term asshat past But Jeffrey D. Morgan is bringing it back. Yeah, Oh, and he brought it back, right? So, ARMY has since deleted his original tweet. He's kept up all the responses, but he took away the original one. And today he posted an apology, and he did it with the Notes app, so you know he's sincere. And it read... While attempting to provide some unnecessary social commentary about the current selfie culture, I, in true asshat form, thank you Jeffrey Dean Morgan, inadvertently offended many who are genuinely grieving the loss of a true icon. I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart, and will be working on my Twitter impulse control. Which, oh no, he's not, because but he you- he keeps getting in trouble for like saying shit on Twitter, so okay. he's not going to work on it. In his defense, which yes. I can't believe I'm saying this,
0: I do like sometimes when people post you know, when a celebrity dies and then they yeah. post a picture of themselves, I do go, you know, sometimes. Do you do that? I'm not I... really talking about like Robert Downey Jr., who worked with Stanley. I'm talking about like a friend on Facebook who took a picture with Stanley at like Comic Con and then posted on Facebook. It's like, I see your face 10 times a day on Facebook and Instagram. I don't need to see it in a post about Stanley. Like, that's the only reason why they're you know, commenting on Stanley's death so they can let us all know they took a picture with him at Comic-Con. Yeah, but I'm, at the end of I'm the day, who gives that. a fuck? Like, that's nothing to get mad about. Who cares?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm definitely with you, like, in the fact that those kind of pictures are definitely just... They're just bragging. They're humble brags, right? Like, oh yeah. my God, he's dead, but like, look what I got to do. But I again, paid five dollars right. to take a picture with him at Comic Con. Exactly. But you're right, though. It's like there. We live in 2018. There's way worse things that people are saying on Facebook and social media. And but so you know
0: who we should look to in times like these is Gwyneth Paltrow because her tribute was just beautiful. It just really made me feel things.
1: Well, and like it really summed up the essence of Stanley to me.
0: Yeah. So if you don't know yeah. what we're talking about, Gwyneth Paltrow, I think before the news of Stanley's death yes. came out, I think she posted a picture on Instagram of some ugly dress they sell on Goop. Um, so then the news of Stanley's death came out and she added in the caption, Update. I just heard about Stanley. He will be missed. She wrote, Update.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: it and knocked I'll... the yoni egg right out of my ass. I loved it. <laughs> and also, it was so on brand.
1: And also, she like hyperlinked to the dress too. Like it's like the $615 dress. And, you know, it's like click here and you can buy this dress. Oh, an update the legendary Stanley is dead. <laughs> While That's you're buying amazing. this dress, think about Stanley and like, know, how, know how much he's thinking of you up like, in heaven watching you buy this dress. Like pure goop. Yeah. But, oh. re- so remember back to Arm
0: and Hammer yeah. or extremely hot Arm and Hammer, would you call him? Yep. Yeah. Um, remember years ago when he got like caught? liking rope fetish pics yeah on Twitter. Of course I remember like, that. P- so he he liked he got caught liking like pictures of women tied up. So now we know that like his kink is tying someone up and then yelling at them about posting a selfie with the deceased. Yeah. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> now this is where we go over five stories on the quick starting with the Catch Me Outside Girl from Dr. Phil. If you remember her, I'm sorry, um, but she's also a rapper named Bad Baby or whatever. So at a party for Fashion Nova's launch of Cardi B's clothing line, she clothing line for them, she threw a drink, which turned out to be water, at Iggy Azalea. So Bad Baby is 15, Iggy is 28. Yeah. Iggy said on Instagram that only her wig got wet, and then said on Twitter that there's no way she's going to fight with a toddler in a club. Bad Baby said in an Instagram story that Iggy is a hoe who isn't selling albums and that she's been talking all sorts of shit about her on the internet.
1: Bad Baby, what happened inside?
0: <laughs> what you got to tell <laughs> the story? <laughs> not the I'm not the one. Bitch is not going to play with me. That's okay, fair. but did... Uh,
1: yes, no, what bitch what, what
0: drink me. did you throw at her? It was what, just water. It was just water? Yes, it
1: was just water. And what happened? Like, did she stop? <laughs> up to you? Listen, what did Iggy she was do? She talking shit on Instagram, so bitch,
0: you finna that's say something. Bad bitch, bad that's
1: what's going to happen to you. Man.
0: And I can't. I can't.
1: Too hard because i'm it so it was a, it was one of those so on to do what i can.
0: so you- iggy later called bad baby fat on instagram so bad baby previously made fun of iggy on social media because bad baby says she sells out shows while iggy's tour gets canceled but like when the room you're selling out is the party room at chuck e cheese is that really something to brag about
1: well hey if there's butts and seats you know it, that's all a matter of semantics, really, to yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> here's here's the thing for me, though, is Bad Baby, every time I say that name, I, a part of my soul dies. Um, bad Baby clearly needs a babysitter because she's 15. She's acting like a mess at the club. She, I mean, she's not old enough to drink, so she's just there throwing water on people. And it's really too bad that Iggy and her don't get along because, yeah, Bad Baby needs a babysitter. And I know Iggy could use the work. That's true.
0: You got a good point there. You should slide into their DMs with that.
1: Yeah, I'll be like, hey hoes, listen.
0: <laughs> hey you ho- hey you fat hoes. But you know who deserves to get a drink thrown at them? Who? Allison. First of all, Dr. Phil for making that demonic kid sister doll Yeah. famous, and us for continuing to make her famous by talking about her. So grab your water and throw it at yourself.
1: Holy water, more like.
0: We, just, It's true. We need to cleanse ourselves. So as we all know, um, the California wildfires has taken dozens of lives, destroyed an entire town, and has burned up thousands of structures. So many were evacuated, including Pink and her husband, Carrie Hart, who live in Malibu. Mm-hmm. They got to go back to their house. And when they did, Carrie and a bunch of neighbors started a gang called Prepare to Cringe. P.D.C. Posse, which stands for Point Doom Community. That's like the neighborhood there. Oh, my God. Carrie posted a pic on Instagram of P.D.C. Posse in masks and in masks. And they're holding guns and say they will shoot any looters. Carrie claims that looters have been stealing shit from homes that were evacuated. But the LAPD says there's been no reports of looting. P.D.C. Posse makes like I mean, they make like the pussy posse sound bad sound yeah. badass
1: <laughs> oh my god the pdc posse definitely sounds like a bunch of dads who go around and measure the height of the grass on everyone's lawn and be like oh sorry jerry your lawn's getting a little long i'm gonna have to write you up for this i mean he's been playing too many damn video games
0: first of oh, all oh it's for sure and for- like we all know that the, there's only one superhero in Carrie's family. And that's Pink, because of like her swinging around like Spider-Man and shit. So she needs to swing in and come collect him and take him back to his man cave to play more video games.
1: Yeah. and if, And if they're really, really worried about looters, then Pink can roll some giant speakers outside and play that song, Today's the Day, aka the Ellen theme, because no one will come near the neighborhood if you're blasting that all day. Or one. Ellen will come dancing
0: and then everyone will leave. Yes. Well, except moms. And moms don't root. No. So Hasbro has come out with Millennial Monopoly. And the cover of the box is rich Uncle Pennybags with earbuds, sunglasses, and he's holding a cup of Starbucks-looking coffee. So Very instead cringy. of collecting money in the game, you collect experiences like parents' basement and farmers' market. The tagline of the game is, forget real estate, you can't afford it anyway. The regular game pieces have been swapped out for emojis and hashtags. So, of course, some millennials are highly
1: offended. Oh, well, yeah, because it's just so... It's I would be offended because I am a millennial. Are you offended? Um, I'm like half offended, but only because instead of replacing the money with experiences, they should just replace it with a bunch of student loan bills because that's, that's closer true. to the and truth and debt and yeah. more
0: debt. And they Hasbro got it totally wrong because parents basement like what millennial is sleeping in their parents basement? Like any self-respecting millennial will bitch at their parents about that how they need a big bedroom with a bathroom for privacy and big enough to host their friends. So the parents end up sleeping in the basement while the millennial kids get the master bedroom. Yeah. So Hasbro needs to get it right.
1: Yeah, none of this makes sense. Also, in the tokens don't make sense either to me because all the tokens should just be cars because millennials are either riding in Ubers or driving Ubers, right? Totally. So Jell-O has entered the slime game. Gross. They put out Jell-O
0: Play, which is edible slime that comes in two flavors. Unicorn slime, which is strawberry, and monster slime, which is lime. It's going to be sold as a powder and you can just mix it with water to make the slime.
1: It's... Uh, Michael, I can't, I can't... I don't have the words to express how grossed out I am at slime, first of all. So, Jell-O is... Do you, a, do you make slime? Do I make slime? Are you kidding me? I I gag at the thought of... The fact that slime left my mouth just now, like, I feel honestly very sick to my stomach. It's so gross.
0: Like, you need me to throw water at you, like, bad baby. Like, yeah. I'm bad baby and you're Iggy. Yes,
1: yeah, But, like,
0: I think you and I are the only ones on Earth who don't so. make slime. Because literally, every, thanks to YouTube and Instagram everybody makes slime.
1: Oh, you go to like Michaels craft store and right in the like when you walk in the front door, there's always a giant display of like 10 gallon jugs of white glue. It's just so it slime looks like a fistful of boogers to me, which that also sounds like a spaghetti western. But and that sounds like a future
0: flavor of jello slime. Yep. But like they can't be bothered to release something the world really wants. I know. Which is you know I was gonna you know what I'm gonna I, say I know where you're going. Which is Jello 123, which yeah. is what I talked about on this podcast. And instead they release slime, which you can get anywhere. So it gets a J-E-L-L no. no. <laughs> so And finally, so Prince Charles guest-edited an issue of Country Life, and he tells us that he's really passionate about saving the endangered red squirrel population. Their population is down to around 250,000. His son, Prince William, says that Charles has started naming the squirrels and invited them into his home at Burke Hall. The squirrels play inside and run around him if he sits still enough, and he's also found them going through his jacket pockets for nuts.
1: Cute. I think that's so cute. <laughs> Although, you know, there's some like diehard Camilla hater out there that's like, of course, Charles would lure any maneshield rodent into his house with nuts. And th- this is just a setup for like a children's
0: book about yeah. squirrels. But to me, it says that Charles is a freak. And this is not about <laughs> actual squirrels, Allison. You know, oh. what this This is when we learn that Charles has a nickname for Camilla Squirrel. Oh, no. And he makes her beg for his nuts. So they're fucking freaks. (laughs) So Thanksgiving already happened in Canada, but it's coming up here in the U.S. So you Canadians know how to do it. I mean, for us, like Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's like hit one after the other. Like we get no time to heal from being with our family so much.
1: It's nice to space it out, I I will admit. Yeah. Although I do I do celebrate American Thanksgiving though too. So
0: Yeah, so you're you're crazy. Yeah. You're, but you just it's just you that celebrates it. You don't go to your families and everybody celebrates it. Together. No,
1: no, I pretty much just celebrate it on my own. Like I got some American cousins and you know so Yeah, that's
0: I, weird, but it's not too weird.
1: Yeah, I've done weirder things. But like
0: Thanksgiving should be in September and Christmas mm-hmm. should move to let's say June. I mean, they're just too close together. Like Jesus was selfish for being born right before New Year's, yeah. to, be, to be honest. So for Thanksgiving, BuzzFeed writer Audrey Warboys did an article titled, Green Bean Casserole is the Best Part of Thanksgiving. And if you disagree, we're going to take this outside. Uh, well, wrong. guess what? Wrong. We're all outside <laughs> yeah. waiting to fight Audrey because she's wrong. So she says in her article that Green Bean casserole is the greatest Thanksgiving dish because it's delicious? No. It has the perfect amount of crunch and smoothness and because it's easy to make.
1: Uh, Yeah, no. Wrong. Well, <laughs> also, it's gross as hell. Well, my sister probably
0: agrees with her because, like I've said before on this podcast, she's vegan and she's gluten-free. So oh. she makes green bean casserole and because she's vegan and gluten-free, her green bean casserole is pretty interesting and i'm going to leave it at that because i don't want her to add an ingredient like her saliva to my serving of green bean casserole this year <laughs> so i'll just say it's delicious but the only like the only good part of green bean casserole are the fried onions
1: oh absolutely i mean i would also agree that if you took out the green beans and rinsed off and the mushrooms, mushroom yeah, if yeah. you rinsed off all that shit the green beans are okay too
0: yeah, but be, mostly the onions. Oh, no, the green beans. On Thanksgiving, like, I don't want any green beans. So just put a thing of fried onions, you know, on the table instead of, yeah, get rid of the green beans and that mushroom crap. So uh, now Allison and I are going to bite off of, did I say bite? You did. Like it's 1989. So we to <laughs> So we're going to copy BuzzFeed by sharing what we think is the best Thanksgiving dish.
1: Yeah. Ladies yeah. first. Oh, thank so you. So I'll go. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. So mine is pretty simple, but it's not that simple. So my favorite Thanksgiving uh, meat-like dish, and this would be, I would I would only eat this, is the pre-stuffed frozen butterball turkey. So butterball makes a frozen turkey that mm-hmm. comes with stuffing inside of it, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite. Like I I consider myself kind of a food person. Like I I like a lot of good food. I like a lot of trash too, but like I like good food, but. That's my favorite turkey. The turkey tastes like pure salt and butter, which you obviously- get it at the grocery store like in the freezer in the oh, turkey yeah. section. Oh yeah, and it's always like really cheap. It's like way cheaper than the like organic free-range turkeys and all that shit. So what is the stuffing like? Okay. So the stuffing is amazing. The stuffing do is Do they
0: team up with do they team up with someone like stovetop? No. So oh, Butterball- see, that's what they should do.
1: No, 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 cuz listen, here's the thing. It's way better. But they have Butterball their own makes stuffing. Its own, yeah, and they shove it up the turkey's butt mm-hmm. and it cooks in the turkey while the turkey's cooking and when you pull it out all the stuffing is like buttery and salty and tastes like turkey guts and but it's like supposed to be just there's no flavor to it it's just stuffing so it's like bread and that's it there's like maybe some shredded carrots in it but like you can't really tell what's so going it's like on bread and butter yeah but you can like scoop it out like with like an so it's like a polydine yeast infection you know what? That's the best way to describe it, and honestly, it's delicious. It's so good. But that would be mine. That would the pre-stuffed butterball turkey. If Butterball were to send me one of those turkeys, like that, that would be my end game here. Yeah, send yeah. a lifetime supply. Exactly. So, what is yours, Michael?
0: Well, since I'm bonafide trash, okay. this one was easy for me. Okay, canned cranberries. Okay. And it's controversial because people hate them, but those people don't know what the hell they're talking about. So. It's canned cranberries are really the perfect food. Okay. So I've loved them since I was a kid. i I eat them year round. Really? You know, yes. With like, what? Um, just with a spoon out of the can.
1: Oh my god, it do you like, want me to send you some pe- doesn't pizza everybody? Do them? Too?
0: <laughs> they're like you know, they're like the, the it's like the coagulated period of angels. Like, it's amazing. So first of all, uh canned c- cranberries are the star of any table okay. because they look like a ruby, like a can shaped ruby. They sparkle. It brings elegance to the spread. So uh, it's easy to serve, right? That's you just true. Plop you just it out of the it. can, slice them up. Um, they're delicious and can be enjoyed, you know, sweet or savory. Like you can easily slice them and put them in a turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. Or if you're decadent and, you know, you want a decadent dessert, you just get a slice, put a slice with some Cool
1: Whip. And there, you know, there oh you have some Michelin star worthy dessert, Michael. That alone should be enough for Jello to bring back one, two, three. I'm going to write because, them and say, "Listen, my friend, my friend is slicing up cranberries and putting Cool Whip on them. You need to bring back Jello one, two, three. Like he's so desperate, <laughs> he's like in the, in his bathroom in the dark.
0: And so they also last forever, right? That's, Probably that's because true. they have like cancerous chemicals, but whatever. Still, and so yeah, they're they're perfect. And see. And people are always like, you know, I want fresh cranberries. I'm sorry, but fresh cranberries are gross, and they look ugly.
1: <gasps> Untrue. Fresh oh my cranberries god, they're are so great. ugly. They look like bloody bunny poo. Like it's oh, disgusting. Yeah. I'll give you that. They definitely look like a, a rectal bleed from a rabbit.
0: And like cranberries, they're not, that's, they weren't meant to be eaten like that. They're meant to be blended up with gelatin, sugar, preserved as chemicals, whatever, and molded into a canned shape. Like that is what Mother Nature intended.
1: Or collected from the ocean, the ocean spray, put into a jug with like eight cups of sugar and become cranberry cocktail.
0: Maybe, but mostly canned cranberries. Yeah. So that's my pick. So we have proven that, you know, we deserve a Netflix cooking gourmet show with our choices of the butterball pre-stuffed turkey and canned cranberries.
1: Well, right there, that's a perfect Thanksgiving meal.
0: Right. That's all you need, really. All, yeah, maybe foods. some
1: potato chips.
0: <laughs> so that ends this episode. So uh, if you want to scream at us about our Thanksgiving dish choices, don't, because you're wrong yeah. <laughs> when it comes to canned cranberries and pre-stuffed turkeys. But you can send us a note at DTP at dlisted.com. DTP at delisted.com. And if you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, you can do that if you want. So that ends this episode. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. This is not the Thanksgiving episode, by the way. Happy
1: pre Thanksgiving.
0: Happy pre Thanksgiving.
1: Bye.